Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Good old Standers, yeah. It was the sound, I'd say, of nearly every weekday evening in our house at home in Donegal. Um, as a child, it was always, always on and nearly all through school, I was still glued to it. But I was reading um, Rosalind D, independent journalist. She was writing about television soaps and she says the fact that you know, we keep watching week in, week out, our eyes glued to the characters in the spotlight. It's proof enough of the soap's enduring lure. So do they still hold a place in discussing national issues in today's society? 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. Alan Finnegan is a writer with Hollyoaks. Alan, is there still an important role for TV soaps today? Absolutely. Uh, it's Alan Flanagan, but that doesn't matter. Apologies, Alan. Apologies. <laughs> um, not at all, not at all. Yeah, I think, I think it, well, it was interesting. I was reading that article as well, and I think what's interesting is that what you're talking about there with character is that it's a chance to watch someone that you feel like you know. Because unlike, you know, you watch six episodes of something on Netflix and you get those characters and they're there for, for one night of binging, but with soaps, it's year after year after year of these characters. So when they go through something, it's, I feel like it's the closest we can get to seeing something happen to someone we know in real life and because of that it has more of an impact because it just feels realer because people on Coronation Street you've known them for 50 years like it just has that that, that impact that you don't necessarily get from other things. But even with our access now to the streaming services Netflix, Disney you know, so many more so so many more dramas Alan that we can choose from do the likes of Carrie and Hollyoaks do they still carry that weight? I think well I think like there's no doubt in that the way television is now, everyone's watching different things. And it's harder to find those kind of big moments where everyone is sitting down for the exact same TV moment at the exact same time. But still, soaps cut through in a way that that other things don't seem to. And you might have those little things that you binge and a gang of your friends are binging them. But, but really, as far as things that... Like yesterday, I was in the shop and the front page of one of the papers was one of one actor leading EastEnders. Like those, those things still do cut through less than they did 30 years ago, because 30 years ago we were all stuck watching the same two channels or four or six, depending on where you were. Um, but still they do cut through in a way that it's harder for the streaming and the binge culture to do. And, and I feel like binging and streaming, like the, the, it's, the clue is in the name binging. You have it and you maybe enjoy it, but it's gone yeah. and it disappears, but soaps remain. Do you go out of your way, Alan, as a writer, to find like the, what, you know, the, the talking point in society at the moment and then try and incorporate that or bring it in to Hollyoaks? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I think um, soaps, like, they, like not only are you trying to find the best drama, the most realistic drama, the most kind of, the stuff that reaches out and touches audiences, but also soaps, unlike other TV shows, they have a social remit. So when you, when you have a soap on a channel, the channel is invested and has certain rules about what you need to be tackling about what's going on in the world. So if we're sitting down looking for stories, you might look anywhere, you might look at like, bills that are going through government and seeing what are they tackling, what are they affecting. You look at local newspapers for crime stories, you look at you look you look around you at the world at like whether it's your community or your family or things like that and you go, what is what is really, really hit, hitting people and what is touching people's lives? Mm. And especially in soaps, soaps are one of the last forms of fictional entertainment that are interested in working class people. 
And that, that is true. It's very yeah. hard to find any community stories on television. It's, it's a lot of, I love succession, but I don't need to be watching rich people be rich all day long. Yeah, well, that's, that's, no, that's a fair point. I'd love to know, actually, what people sit down still religiously and watch, you know, here in Ireland on a, on a daily basis. Is it Fair City? Maybe you're like Alan, is maybe it's you're tuned to Hollyoaks, whatever it is. 087 106 is the WhatsApp. Jay is with us as well, Alan. Jay Brannigan is the director of Soaps, um, including Fair City and Andy Stenders. Do you, do, do you agree with Alan? Is there is that role, that important, significant role for the likes of the soaps to discuss national issues, Jay? Um, yeah, I totally, Andrea. I think you know they they provide kind of information. They can stimulate debate and discussion. Um, I know at the moment um, there's the introduction of. Um, Fergal, who's a right-wing character and stuff in Carrickstown at the moment. That's right. Stenders did something similar um, about a year and a half ago with um, Neil and Aaron. And, you know, I know some people may not love particular aspects of, of some of the storytelling, but what they do is they do stimulate discussion. Um, that's why we're having this conversation now. So I think there will always be a place for them once they continue to reflect the realities mm. of of the world we're living well, in. Do, do you know what? Hang on a second, Jay. I, I've a, um, take a listen. This is Fergal, actually. This is the, the far-right character in Fair City. Those countries are sending over their criminals and gangs. That's all we're getting. And you have proof, do you? Bottom line is, we're just trying to protect our women and children. It's what we've always done in this country. And let's be honest. I mean, Jay, sure, we've had this discussion here in the show many, many times with people attending protests. Like, there are people who... That is what, what some people are saying. There's no doubt about it. So is that why it's important to bring that conversation into the dialogue now in the likes of Fair City. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, listening to that, um, people have different opinions, but it's an uncomfortable truth that these are conversations that people are having. I actually think in a funny way, um, one of the more unbelievable aspects maybe of the storyline is that there's only one person in Carrickstown expressing this because I think in communities um, around the country and different parts of the world, there's more and and there's voice to that. And I think it's important that, um, you know, drama shows like Fair City, Hollyoaks, EastEnders, they give us a chance to explore, explore these storylines in ideally a non-biased way and kind of have a look at what the realities of conversations that are happening around the country really look like. I can still so clearly remember, Jay, I'd say I might have been in maybe second or junior certain secondary school when Sarah Platt in Coronation Street was pregnant. And it was the first time we ever had a conversation in our house about teenage pregnancy. And it was because of the soap, the storyline in the soap. Yeah, look, 100%. And, you know, first city you go back, um, I think, I can kind of remember Kay McCoy travelling to London for an abortion in 2001, which was massive um, in terms of the representation of what was actually happening to Irish women, but wasn't really being discussed. And this put it front and centre in, in people's homes, and I think stimulates conversation and discussion. And that's ultimately a good thing. Kieran says I'm totally addicted to EastEnders. If I miss a minute of an episode, I go crazy. But I'm in the minority in today's world. I think the old soaps aired in Ireland are only enjoyed by the ageing soap fans, according to Kieran. Is there a possibility, though, Alan, that they're often too dramatic? You know, that they move away nearly from everyday issues? 
It's, I, I think that's a constant struggle that, like, ev- like, you could sit down with anyone who works on any soap anywhere in the world and you would have that kind of back and forth over what is dramatic, what gets eyeballs, what gets viewers versus what feels real. And that, but that's a tension that, like, it's, it's true of all fiction. It's basically what is exciting, but what feels real. And you're constantly going back and forth over it. We have like, I know in Hollywood, we kind of try to balance our real life issues with what we kind of call our plot busters, which are um, something's exploded and someone's going to die. Uh, and it's that kind of back and forth. We're making good television, but also feeling real. And I think that it's, you kind of know when you're swinging in the wrong direction because you don't want something that is just simply characters sitting around doing nothing, uh, but you don't want something that feels unrealistic. But I think good characters are what are central to that. It's that like a good character I find in the soap is something that you kind of can throw anything at um, and they will be able to weather it or deal with it or kind of like go through it in, in an interesting dynamic way. Um, but I was interested earlier when you are talking about kind of the, the far-right storylines and other storylines like that, and it's off the back of kind of um, Rosalind's article, which I thought was very interesting, and it was talking about reality TV and soaps. But soaps and fiction, and this is really important to remember, is fiction is what happens when people don't know they're being watched. And those awkward conversations and those difficult things, those horrible moments are what fiction is strong at, because as reality TV, which I love, as much as everybody else, is people who know they're being observed. You're never going to get those kind of conversations happening around TV because mm-hmm. people will be ripped apart on their social media. So I think fiction has that really important role of going, what are the uncomfortable conversations that people are having that you can portray through a character, through a community? And I think that is never goes out of style. Do you know, there's a text in here from a listener who says, when Sean came out as gay in Coronation Street, my son came to me and said that he thought he might be like Sean. I already knew, but it does open up sometimes what can be difficult conversations. I'd say there's a lot of lot of families, Jay, around the country, you know, that have had similar um, experiences like that. You're there, Jay, aren't you? Yep, I'm still here. Can you hear me? I can indeed, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I agree with that totally. As you said, even your own experience of Seeing pregnancy in Southland and that being the first conversation in the in the house kind of about that. And I would imagine it's the same in a lot of households. And I know if you look at Bear City even recently we had the um kidney donor storyline with Joan and Kira and you know um again a very important conversation that I worked on some of those episodes and there was a huge amount of information there I didn't know and I got to learn through that process as well. And I think that will be something that opens up conversations between people in households and conversations around organ donation and stuff. And again, I think it's really important. Yeah, Tony has got in touch to say, will you please tell your guests that I, for one, wish that the likes of Coronation Street and others went back to what they began as, just light entertainment, not bringing into your sitting room at tea time the worries of the world and all the problems. We originally watched these things for light entertainment as a bit of amusement, as we used to feature in the likes of Coronation Street until EastEnders came along and started introducing all of life's problems. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's the kind of moral preaching. It's not the job of soaps. Alan, according to Tony. Moral I, preaching. I, I completely agree that moral preaching is not the job of soaps and, and, and moral preaching is usually a sign of bad fiction. But reflecting the ills of the world and reflecting what's going on in people's communities is the job of soaps. And I would say it, it's always been the job of fiction. It's to say what is going on in people's lives, what do they like to talk about, what do they, do they not like to talk about. And I think seeing that on screen is really important. And it kind of it's something that we keep keeps coming up is that 
soaps are one of the last forms of entertainment that families watch together because they, they tend to obey some level of watershed with regards to violence and sexual content. Um, and it, so those kind of conversations between a parent and a child about coming out, about illness, about death, about all the mental health issues, it's, yeah. like, it's very rare to find shows now that families watch together that can generate those kind of conversations because wa- everyone can be very siloed. Yeah, I wonder how many families still sit down now, you know, every evening with their kids or over dinner or after tea or whatever it is and, and watch the soaps together. 87 106 In terms just to the future of soaps, um, Alan, did I read this week, Hollyoaks is it's taken off Channel 4, is it now as part of a, a shake-up? It's basically gone I suppose the term is full digital. I don't know the ins and outs of technology and things like that. But basically, because of our because our viewership watch every single thing digitally, so we were always doing digital first for the past couple of years, which meant that like the, the episodes are dropping on the Channel Four player before everything else, because that's where most of our viewership is. Because our our audience are younger, um, it just seemed like a natural next step. So basically, yeah, we're it, it's. The, the exact details evade me, but it is basically that everything is on the player first straight away, um, and then we're on E4 as well. But it doesn't change things really for our viewers. Same as myself, I sit down and watch television. I rarely watch live mm. television. I watch things on streamers. It's the same for so neighbours, isn't it? When it's coming back, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, they, 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 and so it's, it's kind of it's just reflecting the nature of how we watch things. Like I don't know the last time I sat down really with live live television. Yeah. I watch all my soap on Patchup. I watch. That's how people watch now. Well, this listener says soaps are so miserable they just make you feel better about your own life. Um, this texter says I watch Coronation Street religiously. It's a lovely routine and a proper comfort thing. I feel like I know all the characters personally. Another listener says they bring stories and topics like the far right protesters or trans rights as well to people that might not otherwise be exposed to them. So I still think it's really important. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.